Talk to us now and go to the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. You're with Joe Hoff on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. TNT. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, uh, depending on where you're at and what time zone you're in. And welcome to the Joe Hoff Show here uh, today on this beautiful day in December of, of the year of our Lord, 2023. Thank you for joining us. We've got an incredible show lined ahead, as always. Great guests, great talk, breaking news, and the best information you can get in one hour period uh, with with the best uh, guest today we have general michael flynn joining us after our first break and uh cannot wait to talk to him he's certainly an american icon and a hero and uh certainly a hero of mine i i really uh can relate to the man we've we both come from families of nine number of siblings um have uh both been attacked by the deep state uh to varying degrees and uh and 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 have been have been you know attempted to be punished by the deep state instead it's really helped us grow i believe spiritually and and through strength and through uh you know just trust in in your higher power your you know your god jesus whoever that may be in my case it's ultimately jesus and um and how you can make it through some of the most challenging of times, through really some of the most, uh, uh, maybe the most challenging is, pro- I've thought about this, about, about Jesus and the challenges he faced on earth, but especially uh, the crucifixion. I wonder if the hardest part of all that, the pain is something, physical pain is just you know of a crucifixion who could who can even tell you we don't you know you don't know anybody but the betrayal i think that must have hurt jesus the most and because that's some of the that's really some of the hardest things in life to really uh to really deal with and um when you're out there trying to do good things there's sometimes serious challenges on the way may ask him about that today as i talk about and we talk about what's going on in the world in America, the lawfare going on, the deep state, et cetera. Really, uh, how does how does he make it through it? As, as uh, for me, it's been good friends, family, and a strong relationship with the higher power that's helped carry me through so much. I've just been so blessed in so many ways. So, but there's a lot to share with you just over the past few weeks. Uh, in my uh, neck of the woods. Um, been involved in a court case with uh, where two women in Georgia who took ballots in the middle of the night, rammed them through tabulators with no observers present, and uh, and then when we, that was reported on uh, by myself and my twin brother Jim, the gateway at the Gateway Pundit, we get sued by these women for defamation, and it's just uh, just horrible how this kind of stuff can even can even be brought in front of the courts let alone uh progress to where it's already progressed it's just unbelievable stuff so uh yeah just just you know this is what you do to fight for the truth today and and it's it's not easy it's challenging and um a good question would be if you knew what you'd have to go through when you stepped into this would you do it you know uh my life's pretty good I'm executive in Hong Kong traveling the world 
you know, business class, thinking I'm pretty special, meeting with CEOs, chairmen of the boards, uh, companies around the world. Uh, they respect me. They look up to me. They uh, have have uh, faith in what I share. Uh, ultimately, integrity on both sides, and they were they they valued uh, my work and and our relationship because that is what they needed uh, to gain comfort that things were working as uh, as expected as intended as that should be within within the law and within all the policies et cetera, the corporations that i dealt with so that was some important stuff and that was a pretty big deal and uh then i started writing uh for the gateway pundit <laughs> and uh fell in love with president trump and and uh what uh what a ride it's been ever since so anyways you never know where where uh your actions and and where god ultimately might take you and carry you and then carry you through so that's all going on i uh one piece i i wrote this morning at, at joehoft.com is about the american dictator joe biden lately the left comes out these people are so phony so dishonest it's really disgusting it's propaganda there's a number of posts that come out here that Donald Trump, if he wins, he's going to be a dictator. It's going to be terrible. Of course, this comes from the wise voices. I say that sarcastically of Liz Cheney and others, uh, just you know, buffoons, fools, liars, evil people, and who are, are saying Trump will be a dictator. And you're like, well, wait a minute. We've had four years of Trump. He wasn't a dictator then. He tried to work for the American people. As I recall, he tried to shore up that border that was open that Obama left open, Obama-Biden. As I recall, he was trying, he wanted, came in wanting to bring some justice back to our Justice Department. The Obama gang was already uh, with, in, in, you know, they were, they were at the top and they were running things and they immediately went on the attack even before Trump stepped in the door. They were trying to get Trump uh, removed from being president before he before inauguration after the election and uh, and one person they targeted was general flynn the one person that they targeted was general flynn and uh and there was a big meeting on january 5th of 2021 and who's there but obama and biden and comey and brennan and and these nasty evil people uh who got together and uh to uh design their uh, attack on president trump and the first person they really targeted was general michael flynn and this was all a scam they tried to tie him to russia it was connected to hillary as well it's just the monsters that attempted a coup d'etat of the president of the united states and yet they've gotten away with it to this day uh, after four years of that abuse they stole the election they step in and so when you look at all the things that, that, that you know they're they're calling trump a one it's just laughable it's such projection it's just but it's not it's disgusting it's mostly disgusting it's because it's so dishonest and you know and the lie is synonymous with evil right it's just uh disgusting and so they're trying to say trump would be a dictator well let's look at let's look at what biden did he steps in uh he he uh steals the election uh then they set up a bunch of trump supporters on january 6th we know that there's around now 200 or so feds that were there people related to the u.s government whose job was there to create riots stir up the crowd uh crowd that over the prior year had been at numerous events and never had one instance of violence no 
not one single fight, not anything. And uh, then they uh, suddenly on January 6th, uh, there was violence. Well, I believe the violence came from the Antifa that was there and that was invited in, that was given a pass to hold a rally about a half an hour before the Trump rally there. By the way, these entities were given passes to be there. And yet then they, they called these people trespassers, some that didn't even go in the Capitol. You know, and so our justice system's been, you know, destroyed right now. It's ran by evil and corrupt people. We saw it last night. Jack Smith is just corrupt. Some people believe that he's being used by the Biden uh, gang. They're they're threatening him. Either you do this, or we're gonna we're gonna press charges on you for the corrupt crimes that you've done. I've heard that he was involved in uh, crimes while over in Europe. And including up to the tune of $30 million. That's just some insider information, some insider baseball I have. And um, so that doesn't surprise me at all. We'll be well, we'll be reporting on that someday soon, I expect. Uh, but this is uh, Jack Smith, the crook. Uh, my brother Jim happened to jump on a flight from Florida to D.C. And who was on it but Jack Smith, surrounded by seven or so other FBI agents. And... Uh, so this is how this guy's traveling now. He's got to be protected because he's such a crook and criminal. And everybody knows this guy's uh, trying to destroy America, remove the president of the United States from, from running again, trying to throw him in prison for up to a thousand years. I'm on, on total bogus charges. So that's who's running our Justice Department. That is part of a, what a dictator does, uh, Biden. I think a biggest thing about a dictatorship in many cases is you don't know who's running the show. It's not the dictator. Think of the drunken Russian leaders of communist Russia back in, in the years of the Cold War. These guys were drunks. They weren't running anything. They're drunk. That was, you know, some of these guys, they're falling over damn near drunk. You think of the... Uh, Think of the child of Nazis who was running, uh, I believe it's Lithuania, and then goes on to run the EU, that drunk guy that would be falling off stage, literally. That guy was so drunk. What was he leading? Nothing. And uh, the reason he got that job is because he was a son of uh, Nazis. And is my understanding, we had a guest on the show share that with us. As well as she's saying, most of the most, if not all, of the leadership of the EU are former, or they are children of Nazis. We've got George Soros running around who helped the Nazis in World War II. Now his son, another goon, has uh, just recently been in the Ukraine. So, so uh, the one characteristic of a dictatorship is you don't know who's running it behind the scenes. There's some really evil people fighting for power. In Biden's case, we all believe it's Barack Obama who's about as sick a cookie as there is out there. By the way, he came out with his first movie this past, or just recently, the Obama started a uh, some sort of production studio. And the first movie is about the end of times. Imagine that by Barack Obama. And actually, the guy from Rolling Stone interviewed the director of the uh, of this uh, movie that's just come out. And the director said he sat down with Biden talking through this and Biden saying, uh, not Biden, but Obama saying things like, uh, well, no, this, this. And the guy said, he scared the blank out of me. Talking about Obama, talking about the end of time. So that leads me to believe that guy's the Antichrist, which is uh, probably the king dictator of all time. And uh, he seems to be running the show now, which is a crime. You know, we our U.S. Constitution says you can only run for office and be a president now for two terms. That he's going for his third. Oh, Biden's lost. He's not even there. He's being, you know, abused, being run around. There was reports last week. Alex uh, Jones said he's heard that he wanders around the White House at night naked. 
uh, in the middle of the night. So that's uh, Joe Biden. That doesn't surprise anybody that's had elderly they've taken care of in their later years. It's just it's not shocking at all. So there's that. You've got a dictatorship destroys the economy. He lives high on the horse, uh, you know, is treated like a king. And yet uh, the people in the country suffer and eventually starve. And quite frankly, that's what's going on here. The inflation is going through the roof due to the massive spending. They continue to spend more to keep the the uh, economy afloat. It's government spending. It's not, it's not in my opinion, businesses. Uh, we, I just reported uh, this morning as well that home sales, uh, mortgages, more and more Americans are giving up on the dream of owning a home. It's just too expensive. Uh, people are being forced into uh, renting. And and think about that. I come back a few years back and I notice all these apartment complexes popping up everywhere. Who owns those complexes? Who's paying for those? I mean, in, in suburbs like out west of St. Louis that have always been uh, just uh, full of subdivisions, all of a sudden you start seeing these apartment complexes complexes popping up all over the place who's behind that who was putting those in who was who's owns them and who's making the money on those now another another scam uh with uh, this government and that would make them more fascist than communist because they're working with business leaders to make lots of money at the expense of the common man and that's what dictators do. And then they have, ultimately, they kill those that are their opposition. Like we saw on January 6th, four of Trump supporters murdered uh, that day. One shot, another one smothered and, 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 and mush-piled to death while being sprayed the whole time, could not survive. Two other men that had flash bombs blow up in their faces that you know, they had heart attacks and died. Four people died that day. It's true. They were all Trump supporters. So you kill your enemies, and then you throw them in jail. And that's what they're doing with all these January 6ers. Some of these guys haven't even had a trial yet after three days of be- or three years of being incarcerated, more than a thousand days, not even a trial. So unconstitutional. Uh, that it's unbelievable. And that's what the Biden uh, regime do- does. They, there's no, and, and dictators, they have no regard for the Constitution, only to use it against others. And that's what's going on. And it's a, it, it's a bit of a nightmare. And, um, yeah, so you destroy basically you destroy everything. You open the borders, you let them in. We know who the dictator is. We and then that crazy rant that Biden gave in the red in front of I don't can't remember the Lincoln Memorial, just a sacrilegious, uh, satanic speech that was just absolutely horrible to to codify the turning of of U.S. Uh, a structure anti-terrorism structure onto the American people. This is uh, this is a coup d'état. This is a uh, an invasion, and this is a dictator that's running this country for sure. And it's certainly not President Trump. Certainly not. So, lots going on. But we'll be right back to talk through all of this uh, with a good friend and American hero, General Mike Flynn. Right after this. TNT Radio's Steve Malzberg. 13 Israeli hostages released uh, as part of that ceasefire deal uh, 49 days after they were taken hostage. 
49 days. So that still leaves about 225 to 227 more hostages. Uh, I'm with John Bolton, the former national security advisor to Donald Trump. I'm with Britt Hume of, uh, of Fox News. I'm with a bunch of other people who say this gives Hamas too much time to do whatever they want to do, to do whatever they need to do, to regroup, to rearm, to re-strategize. And as much as you want the hostages back, it can't be at the expense of the other part of the mission, which is to destroy Hamas. So I think it's a mistake. Steve Malzberg on TNT Radio. The Light is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles, and read back issues on our website, thelightpaper.co.uk, and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. They've launched a new service called Wake Up Your Neighbours, where you can get copies delivered to the streets right around you if you don't want to do it yourself. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. Thelightpaper.co.uk The Net Zero Con will leave millions of citizens dependent on state handouts. It isn't a theory. It's an agenda. There is no climate emergency. On air 24-7. This is today's News Talk Radio, TNT. That's right. We're just sharing the truth. And there is some real monsters out there that are trying to take over this uh, world and this country. And really, if they take America, that's the big prize. They, then they've got the world and, and we all know it. And that's why we're fighting so hard to save this country. And nobody's doing more more of that than uh, the great and, and a good friend, uh, General Michael Flynn, who's with us right now. Welcome, uh, General, to the Joe Hoff Show. Hi. Oh, thank you, Joe. And, and it's always a, a pleasure, privilege and an honor to to just even have a conversation with you about anything, even even off uh, off your uh, your show here, I always learn something because you always have such wow. insight uh, based on your oh, own set thanks. of experiences. So thanks for having me. Well, well thanks, and and that's uh, one of my experiences these last couple of weeks. I was thinking about you and Roger Stone and and Bannon and and all these Pete Trump, all these people that have been persecuted through lawfare. Jim mm-hmm. and I. Uh, were charged. Uh, we weren't charged uh, with any criminal violation, but we were sued by a, a, a mother-daughter team of uh, Ruby Freeman and her daughter Shea Moss, and they were two individuals in Georgia after the election on election night. Uh, after they kicked out observers of the facility there, there was a video that R- Rudy Giuliani shared in one of these Senate hearings where he's trying to get the Senate there to look at this and and uh, really do an investigation into the uh, into the 2020 election and he shared this video these ladies shoving ballots through machines after hours and we looked at it we found ruby the mother shared one batch through three times and we reported on that this was these were big stories we were getting general we were getting five million people a day anyways so they are suing us for defamation and um last week uh there was a couple of depositions with the um a couple of the key players in the secretary of state's office and and I'll tell you this: uh, our attorney didn't just drop the ball. It was it was it was much worse. And and my week, and and I just I was my jaws hitting the floor with what's going on here. Like, how can this guy, after two years, do this to us? And mm-hmm. and felt backstabbed. And uh, there's a lot more that I could share, but I won't share much more. But I thought about you. I thought about Roger Stone and all and President Trump. The 
hell that you've had to go through. And like Roger Stone, I think he's got like 10 civil cases against him now for January 6th that he didn't even wasn't even there. So I'm really interested. How did you make it through this? And first of all, what happened to you and what's going on with you? And how do you make it through this? Yeah. So first of all, uh, Joe, and for your audience, you know, this is like a really and I think for the audience, because I don't think the audience, you know, maybe not realize this conversation that we're having is like these very privileged conversations that we're that Joe and I are now having about, you know, relationships with lawyers and relationships with attorneys. And and mine was very, very public. Right. I mean, you know what I what I so first of all, how did I get through it? And I always go back to my faith. So I might the, the strength of my faith has has uh, has been the principal component of my fiber that I never knew that I had. Uh, I was always, you know, a, a, a kid group that grew up as a, you know, in a Catholic family. And I always, you know, I was a you know, church going and I was, you know, but I, it was a very intimate thing to me. But my faith in, in uh, God has been strengthened uh, in the in the in these past few years, because I think that that's just a component of something that we are missing in this country. That's that's me speaking for myself. The second thing for me, Joe, has been my family. The strength of my family, you know, we use the phrase fight like a Flynn, but the strength of my family has been something else. And I, I'm lucky and blessed to have a large family who we stayed together. We really have stayed together. You know, large families, because I'm from one, I can speak to that. They can fragment on issues. And our family came together. We bonded together on all this because everybody in my family, I'm, I'm you know, right in the, the middle of, uh, of nine kids, you know, we, we they everybody knows me. They knew that the whole thing was a, this just this is not Mike. This is not. And, and, and we're not a we're not a distant relationship type type of family. We are very closely uh, together. We're 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 talking all the time. And, and the, you know, the, the advent of the Internet, and the advent of text groups and email groups. I mean, we're we're in touch with each other on a daily minute by minute basis sometimes. So those those two things. And then just my absolute belief in our ability to be able to speak freely, which is what your issue is about. Everybody witnessed what happened in that uh, that those that very famous video of the people from two o'clock in the morning till five o'clock in the morning, the night after the 2020 election. And they're just, I think the numbers were like 300 or 350,000 ballots that were, that were basically run through the machines constantly, you know? So everybody saw it. The, the the challenge, Joe, and this is, you know, because I, I want to get to the to this relationship thing about attorneys too. Cause I because I I I I've lived that and I I I I have some lessons that I would like to share with people. But you know, what we witnessed there, and because you are still all being called conspiracy theory theorists, right? I mean, this is insane. I was called it, you know, the last 24 hours, you know, CNN, you know, the the height of 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 uh of arrogance. You know, calling us conspiracy theories, theorists, right? About the fact that yet, you know, that elections aren't rigged. Give me a break. That our healthcare system isn't corrupted. Give me a break. You know, and and I could go on and on with all of the different things that the the war in Ukraine is is being won by the Ukrainians. Give me a break. You know, I mean, so on and so forth. But this issue with with uh, you know, I had probably one of the one of the top. At least I was recommended to go to this top uh, uh, law firm in the country on on a specific issue on what was called Foreign Agent Registration Act, because 
I was told, oh, well, you know, this is probably something you need to do. We had already filed. And we and then with them, we had filed again. And, you know, it's like it's like you're you're in the in the world of uh, of uh, auditing and such and all the kind of stuff that we do. You know, I mean, I, I turn my my a lot of stuff over to my accountant. I, I, I my accountant goes through with all of the the complexity that we have in our accounting system. And then my accountant comes back to me, asks me a few questions. I give him the answers based on what I, I know and and understand. We have a conversation. He then sends me back a document and says, you know, you need to sign this because we got to get it in by the 15th of April. Right. And I and I sign it and I don't understand. I'm not going to stand here as a as a non-accountant. Right. And say, I understand every bit of that. I asked my lawyer or my accountant, is everything good to go? And the accountant goes, yep, it's 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 good. You know, I can I, we can stand on everything that we filed. And I'm not trying, you know, I'm not the type of person that's back there trying to hide money like we're learning about Hunter Biden. Right. I mean, give me a break. Or I'm not a person that's like I mean, like I like I've said, and I may have said this to you on another show, the, the federal government used every single potential possible resource they could to investigate me and could not find an unpaid parking ticket. You know, I'm not a Boy Scout, but I have worked very hard in my life to to be somebody who stands for the law and says, you know, if I say to somebody, well, you're a tax evader, I, w- I don't want to be, you know, somebody who's speaking out of both sides of my mouth while I'm evading taxes, you know, and, and that's that's what we see out of out of what's going on with with uh, this whole Hunter Biden thing. It's just insane. So lawyers, for me, I they then took me to a place where I didn't want to be. And I frankly did not was not aware of all this. Right. I mean, you, you know, you you have all of these questions and you're and you you trust your lawyers to address them. Yeah. And they do all these things. And I, I rode with those lawyers for God, almost the better part of a year and a half, maybe almost two years, you know. And then there was a moment in time when I said, you know what, my wife and I, we're not, we're not, we can't, we can't take this anymore. These guys are not fighting for us. They are fighting for somebody else. And it ain't Mike Flynn and it ain't, and it's not justice. So we yeah, made a very general, hard. Yeah. I, I was just, getting, that's exactly where we've been two years paying an attorney, you, right. you know, thousands and thousands of dollars for something that you know, we reported, which we have every right to report. And all right. of a sudden, uh, we finally, finally get a deposition that matters because our attorney hadn't done anything. And and the right. whole, and, and he's never, never given us a lot of warm feelings that he agreed with our position as much as I've tried to, I even sent him my three books and said, hey, look at yeah. these. And he, and he tells me later, he didn't even look at them. And then all of a sudden we get this opportunity and he absolutely sabotaged. This is what yeah. it was. And and I wonder yeah. if there's an operation out there with these uh, attorneys to do well, that. Well, you know, I, I you, know. you have to. So in, in in my case, we did, you know, first of all, my my numbers were millions, Joe, uh, to the tune of about roughly somewhere between seven and eight million dollars. And, and the only way that I survived was the American people. And and yet I still have people online and in media, big media cor- corporations that still say I lied, you know. The, the I never lied. You know, there was no there was no crime committed. The Department of Justice had to admit that, you know, and they admitted it in, in a court and said that your case is dismissed because there was no crime committed. And frankly, our behavior was was horrendous. Right. The, the Department of Justice behavior. But that doesn't matter because, 
you know, the the media, the big media and the and the and the social world of social media, you know, the trolls out there will go, you're a traitor, you're a traitor. You know, and I and I've said, you know, I've, and I uh, and I'm involved. I'm in, I am involved in various lawsuits right now that um, I'm done being a, a pin cushion. So anybody that listens to this show that uh, that, you know, that is is not necessarily on Team America. I'm done being a pincushion. Be very careful of how you characterize, you know, General Mike Flynn, because I will I will seriously consider it and I may come after you with a lawsuit because I am done being, you know, a pincushion for the left. And and I still am, though, even though like CNN put me on a on a featured placard last night with Elon Musk, Alex Jones, Vivek Ramaswamy and uh, Andrew Tate because of a of a X spaces we were involved in uh, a couple of days ago. Right. I mean. So back to lawyers, I you know, because you're really what you're hinting at is a is almost like a collusion between, you know, what I call these white shoe law firms. Right. And if they have ties into Washington, D.C. Well, one of the things that I did learn uh, in my in my time in, in Washington, D.C., was that you have these big white shoe law firms, big ones. Some of, they're some of the biggest in the world. They have offices in in capitals around the world. They definitely have offices in New York, Washington, D.C., Miami, Los Angeles, you know, here in the United States. These are big firms, right? Global firms. When you look at the principals, the principals at the top of these law firms, they're, they're former attorneys general, they're former secretaries of something, they're big shot people. And what they typically do is they'll have somebody who is a Democrat and then they'll have somebody who is a Republican. So they appear as though they're this unbiased you know, white shoe law firm, and they're the pros from Dover. And then down in the bowels, if there is a, and this is what's happened in the past, although under Barack Obama, he changed it dramatically. But what happened in the past was if a Democrat came in as president of the United States, the white shoe law firms would, would, would fill up the coffers of the Department of Justice, fill up the coffers of the White House special, you know, office uh, uh, of the Council of the White House. They would actually fill those positions up and when then you know then then the next election a Republican came in, those people would go back to their law firm, and the law firm would then send their Republican, uh, you know, counterparts that were from the same law firm. So these are partners. It's like Christopher Ray. Give you an example. Christopher Ray was a law partner with Sally Yates, right, in a in a law firm. So those two worked together. Now Sally Yates was Deputy Attorney General, right? She was part of my problem. And she was also part of Trump's problem. And uh, Christopher Ray, current FBI director, right? He was he happened to be a the attorney when he was a when he was an attorney in a law firm. He was, uh, I understand, the lead attorney for Chris Christie when Chris Christie was was getting out of Bridgegate. I mean, these are the these are the insidiousness of of the you know what you and I are having this conversation about about this sort of ebb and flow of these big lawyers and these big law firms that go in and out of government. And it's like, you know, trust me, because this is what happened to me when I say this, what I'm about to say, trust me on this, because it happened. The, the, the law firm that I had, they were in conversations and they, in some cases they should be, in other cases they shouldn't be with people that I would have liked to have known at the time, but did not. Right. I didn't find out until I got rid of them. And, so my last comment, and I'll shut up here, Joe, and, and maybe let's get a question in or get a comment. But <laughs> but when you feel like you, when your gut, you know, it's called it, it's called a gut feel. It's called 
uh, you know, women, we call it for women, they call it a women's intuition. You know, you have the hair go up on the back of your neck. You feel like something is not right. Right. And when you have that gut feeling, you know, and you a tip for me, at least again, I'm speaking for myself. If I did not make the right decision, the harder right decision at that time in the in the past, I've always said to myself, God, I should have trusted my gut. I should have gone with what I felt at the time and dumped those guys or gotten rid of. And, and for me, I had that gut feeling and I had, you know, I have a, a, a beautiful wife who we've been, been together since we were little kids. And we had that conversation. It's like we both had that feeling and we were like, we got to move. Massive, massive gamble on my part. And it but it worked out because it was the right thing. That's where faith comes back in, because I we actually did pray over that decision because I had already pled guilty. Right. I mean, I already pled guilty. I was ready to I was ready to take the consequences of something that I didn't do because I'm standing up and protecting my family. You know, and that's just me. Right. I mean, you, you know, people can say what they want, but they weren't in my shoes at that time. And it's a really difficult decision. But when you have to change horses in the mid middle of something that is really, really a difficult time, which which in this case is the is the weaponization of the Department of Justice or the weaponization of the justice system, uh, particularly in the in the sort of the the, the legislative side of things. Not I won't say it all about the, the judiciary, because I think that there's some fair judges out there. There's definitely some fair judges out there, but the judiciary, the uh, the, the legislative side of our lives here in America as, as part of our constitutional republic, there are these just there are these uh, lawyer law firms and lawyers that bounce back and forth and they're all working together, you know. And one of the things Al, and I I've already said I was going to shut up. But one other thing I learned because we I learned it recently. A lot of lawyers, what they like to do, they go for the they go for the settlement. You settle. Right. They don't want to go in yeah. front of a jury because they know if they go in front of a jury and especially if it's a, a jury of of fair minded Americans, which is what I believe most Americans are, you know, for the most part and not not all, but most uh, that they're afraid that they're going to lose and they're going to have to pay, you know, two hundred fifty million dollars or whatever the numbers are. Right. Instead of instead of uh, instead, what they do is they say, hey, let's settle. And, you know, the whole idea about settling a lawsuit, it really does imply, you know, you might feel like, OK, they settled, they pay me some amount of money. And uh, and you feel like you well, you you had a, a minor victory. But in the legal world, nobody wins. There's no winner. There's no loser. It's just a settlement. There's a discussion. They'll tell you like they might tell me, well, you got to shut up now. You can't say nothing about it. You know, here's an NDA that you're, you know, some mediator or some court orders you to not be able to say anything. And, and frankly, for me, a lot of those a lot of things I'm involved in, Joe, I would like to do that because I'd be like, you know, I, I'm 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 so tired of this stuff. But the thing that I keep falling back to is my own education, my own upbringing and my own uh, experiences in life. We are in a moment of, of such historic consequence that if we don't stand up and we don't face you know, the wrath that we are up against and we don't you know, prepare ourselves for sacrifice, because that's what freedom is about. Freedom isn't something that you just readily have. You have to sacrifice for freedom. Freedom has to be fought for, right? And that's what that's why I am on the show with you today. That's why I'm talking to your audience today, because I refuse the line, they, as they say in the military, refuse the line, hold the line. I am never going to give up. I just I cannot 
do that until I feel like we are back in a place that uh, that has this country breathing freedom again, because right now we're all being persecuted mainly for just our freedom of speech, which is the most important thing I think that we have. So anyway. Yeah, no, fantastic. I um, had a couple number of thoughts as you're talking and thank you so much. That was, that was brilliant. The, and, and you're so well loved by so many people and you can see why just in that segment, the thing that hit me first of all is that the attack that went against you was a fairer violation. Like you said, they couldn't find anything. Nobody had been prosecuted for that. Like in 50 years, I remember writing that at the time, what is this, you know, bullshit basically. And a second, second of all, um, I, the thing that you said about trust your gut, and I just was talking to a buddy of mine this weekend, and I said, you know, I the 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 wiser I get, the more I trust my gut, and you know, it's yeah. always been there, and it's really some sort of voice from God, really. Yeah. something's not right. And I knew something wasn't right with this, and I started actually asking a friend of mine who's an attorney. Um, David Clements, actually, who's a brilliant attorney, yeah. lost his job in New Mexico State because he stood up and said, I'm not doing the mass mandates. And he started looking into the election as well. And he started saying, no, Joe, that stuff's not normal. This isn't normal. You know, if you're the best defense is an offense. And uh, and yeah. so talking to him, he really helped save us. And and we're working on a new attorney now, uh, like yeah. like you did, uh, to, to, to get us uh, in the direction we want to go, which is from the start, we've said we want to fight this because we absolutely believe that we are in the truth. And um, so and and then I guess final thought there, you, you, you were blessed. And with a great attorney, Sidney Powell came in and did things I've never seen before. But then we saw the, the ju- judicial system do something I've never seen before or since, which is not accept the fact that both you, your team and the government had said, we don't want to proceed this anymore. And the judge continued the case. It's the craziest right. thing I've ever seen. And um, and, then Joe, so, and Joe, it's that, that has never been done in the history of the United States of America. So what that judge did to me is unprecedented. There's no precedent in the history of our country. What Judge Sullivan did to me in my case after it was dismissed. So, so Trump, I mean, Trump is like you. Trying to go, yeah. Yeah, what's Why? the hell's going on? Yeah, right. And and Trump right. pardoned, pardons you, and then the media says, "Oh, he had to be pardoned because he obviously right. was guilty." Right. And it's like, no, that's that's bold. This judge right. did was was a lunatic. By the way, the guy that he used uh, to bring in as his now uh, expert was a guy that's connected to we- uh, Weissman, who was behind and, the yeah, exactly. He's a former shit. judge, a former judge I, out of New York. Yeah, no, yeah. it's a, it's just the 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 insidiousness. You know, a couple of things. One, one, the, the phrase about, you know, what you said about trusting your gut. My my father taught us kids, you know, and he used to say this to us all the time. And I now say this to my kids and I say it to other young people. The older I get, the smarter my father becomes. Right. And it's like, you know, your father tells you to do things and you're like, I ain't going to, you know, I'm not going to do that. You, you know, you're a young kid and you go and do something stupid. And he goes, I told you or or. But as you get older, you know, the smarter those things that your father said to you when you were a kid become. And I think that's this idea about trusting your gut, trust your instincts, trust it, its experience. You know, instincts are a combination of things. And one of those instincts, you know, one of the combination of things is your experiences, your lifetime of experience. And I got a lot of a lot of experiences. But the other part about about my case is that you're so I'm, I'm my case is dismissed. 
I'm innocent. I mean, I've been cleared of everything. There's no more charges against me. The judge has no authority to be able to do what he continued to do, although he did it. And so now there comes a, a point in time where the president of the United States, Donald Trump, has to, uh, he, he, you know, because frankly, it wasn't a pardon I needed, right? I, I didn't need it because my case, there was no case. I was cleared. I was innocent, right? But I'm still in the in the grips of this judge because he hasn't done his his constitutional duty, right? So Trump says, I'm going to pardon this guy because this judge is never going to let go of him. And and honestly, you know, maybe something in the had Trump not done that, maybe the 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 justice system, the weaponized justice system under Biden administration might have come back and said, ah, we're going to pull it. We're going to we're not going to dismiss it. It might have done something crazy. So Trump had to use the power of the pardon. The president of the United States of America had to use the power of of the pardon for a person who had no case against him. So I was a so the case had already been dismissed six months prior. So was, I had nothing against him. So I'm an innocent guy. I'm, you know, I'm supposed to be back out in the, in the, you know, doing the things like, like any innocent citizen would do who had been egregiously assaulted by his own government. So the argument in the White House was, hey, he's innocent. We can't give a pardon to an innocent guy. And Trump's like, he knew. And he was like, no, this guy's not going to let go. This judge is something wrong here. And he was right. And so the pardon at least, you know, gave me that cleansing effect of of getting getting my my life back, you know, and away from this very corrupt person. And otherwise, I'm, you know, who knows what the Justice Department under Biden would have done? Look, look at what we see them doing now, you know. And and on Sydney, one thing on Sydney because I I'm such a big fan of her, I love her. But they the idea of attorney-client privilege is gone for if you're a conservative. I mean, look at how many attorneys they went after in the Georgia case. And then, of course, Sydney had to, you know, she had to uh, do a, a plea. And they're, they're just it's just so it's so wrong what they're doing to destroy the fabric of the attorney client uh, relationships in this country. Look at how many conservative attorneys they're going after to just, you know, to take away their, their law licenses or to disbar them. I and mean, it's just incredible. It's incredible mm-hmm. there, you don't see people from some of the these liberal law firms, you know, right, that all right, you don't see them being attacked by the Department of Justice or by by these, you know, by these bar associations. But but if you're a conservative and you're standing up for, you know, the basic rights of this country and you're standing up for President Trump in some cases, or you're standing up for the the fairness of our election systems, you're going to get attacked. They are going to come after you. They're going to charge you with, you know, with 20 indictments and uh, with 20, 20 crimes. And you're and now you're in this plea deal where it's like, oh, my God, because it's like I said, it, uh, you know, in, in other in other places at some point in time, especially, you know, in, in again, I'll speak for myself. You have to stop the bleeding at some point. Otherwise, you die and, and you can die uh, mentally and certainly financially. Uh, but you can you can die in other ways. Right. Other than physically. And there has and you're and you have families and and sons and daughters and family members and nieces and nephews and and mothers-in-law and and local hometown people that are looking and going, what the heck is going on, Flynn? What, what you know? And they're questioning, you know, are you a spy for Russia? And I'm like, oh my god, because that's what they do. They they collude. So they being this this globalist group of people, which are in our government. 
and working with the media, working with the corporate world, they collude and they just, they, they assassinate you by narrative, right? They would love to shut down, you know, TNT radio. They'd love to shut down Gateway Pundit. They'd love to do all that kind of stuff. They'd love to shut down some of these other conservative voices that are out there. They'd love to shut mine down. That's a, that's a complete assault on the freedom of speech, which is what you're dealing with, Joe. You're dealing with a, an attack Absolutely. on your ability to freely speak. Yeah, amen. And it's because we're effective. The uh, two points that you made. One, I had uh, attorney Joe DeGeneva was on here and he talked about Sidney Powell and, and why she accepted this plea deal. He explained it. He says, well, they come in and they overcharge you which is unconstitutional in the first place. Yep. Charge you with all this stuff, which, you know, you, you, you know, whatever, you, you grab a Kleenex and they charge you for murder or whatever. And so then they come in and they give you this plea deal that you can't, you can't refuse. It gets this thing right. off your back. And basically that's what he said they did with Sidney Powell. Then they can, and she takes it because it's like, you get me out of this mess like anybody right. would rationally do and then uh then they then the media jumps right in and says Sidney Powell pleads guilty and and I, the other point about Sidney Powell I did wrote this book about the steel my third book on the cover-up the courts was one of the chapters and I talk about Sydney and how she had these cases big cases in four big swing states and three of them landed with Obama judges and and exactly. she didn't have a prayer and they were thrown out they didn't even look at them and then the media goes after her as if she's a terrible attorney her cases were garbage blah 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 they weren't heard and and right. you know the, the the so we were it was you know we you know the thing the thing that hits me from all that whole experience is we have when the counting's done you better be in first place because if you're not nobody's there to help you and, exactly. and in Sydney Powell's case was a was a great example. Yeah, exactly. And you be you find yourself on this island all alone. OK, which is where I found myself. Actually, I found myself underwater and felt like I was drowning. I think Sydney's in that category. And, you know, I'm, I'm not speaking for her, but I I would tell you that. And the shame of it is, is that when you are you're about to go into a court right away, right away, especially if you're in these high profile cases right away, you go, well, who appointed the judge? Whose judge is it? Right. And they go, well, it's Obama's judge. It's a Bush judge. It's a Clinton appointed judge. It's a, a Trump appointed judge that, you know, and that's just a natural thing that we do here in this country. But we it's, it's a shame that we do that because, you know, does that mean that if Obama or or Bush appointed a judge that 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 judge is going to rule unconstitutionally or they're going to they're not going to you know, be fair. I mean, and they're not going to rule based on the law and they're going to rule based on their own biases. I mean, at the end of the day, they're human beings. Right. So and they're and they and they might have shown in the past uh, uh, attitudes and uh, and actions that that demonstrated that they were more liberal or they were more conservative, you know, whatever. But I think that's that's part of the problem in our country right now. And 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 it's it's always been there. It's always been there, but it's more prevalent. It's more prevalent because but because, any, you know, again, anybody in the judiciary, any lawyers that are listening to this show, you know, the, the thing is, is that everybody's able to to listen and a lot more people are paying attention. The American people, especially the American people, are paying attention and they're done with this. We are done with the, the severe uh, levels of corruption in our country and in our government. 
And, and in some cases, the criminalization, what I call the criminalization of government service, that's, you know, the, this article I read yesterday about Jim Biden, Joe Biden's brother, Jim Biden and his wife, you know, and, and how they're tied into what Hunter Biden was doing and frankly, what they were doing on their own, you know, lobbying and and using their their, in his case, his brother's office as senator, as vice president and now as president to basically you know, benefit themselves. And, you know, that, that's, it's that kind of, yeah. it's these kinds of stories and these kinds of actions. And it's not just, it's not, I know, you know, I, I don't want people to think that this is just on, you know, that the only the left are doing these things. I mean, th these are things that we now, right. you know, that yeah, are, I agree. are shining. The right is doing this. I mean, there are, there are people, yeah. you know, all over the place doing this. Yeah. General, thank you so much. I agree with you 100%. And at the final note, we're winning. 62% of Americans believe the election was rigged from a Rasmussen poll in April. And today, Rasmussen comes out and says with another poll, one in five people said that filled out an absentee ballot that it was fraudulent. Wow. Boom. We are winning. We are winning. Americans yeah, are listening to us. We're winning. We're going to win. Bad. People need to get involved, Joe. And uh, and I appreciate you allowing me to come on and, and have thank a great you. conversation. I love God being on you. with Merry you. Merry Christmas. All right. Merry Thank Christmas you. to everybody. See ya. Thank yeah. you. Thanks.